Hello, world. You're listening to the Cash All Podcast. Technology integrates with every aspect of our lives. Computing, entertainment, gaming, education, and much more. Here to discuss all of it is your host, Brandon Peterson. I love hearing patents that are related to video game news. You always get all this hype like, oh, they filed a patent for some new backwards compatibility or a patent that could be the new greatest console. And most of the time it fizzles away. So let's just continue on doing that same mistake over and over and talk about a new patent. Recently, a new patent by Nintendo has been discovered online. It appears to be a new Nintendo Switch controller. They mention on the patent specifics about an internal frame or housing and covering a battery. Not that exciting. Not really a whole lot to reveal. The design is interesting to look at, the sketch that they have that accompanies it. There's elements of a Super Nintendo controller with it, direction pad with four circle buttons on the right. I'm assuming ABXY. There are two shoulder buttons that are clearly visible, and I'm guessing two trigger buttons uh, that are not visible that are underneath the controller in the back. There's a large space between the direction pad and the ABXY buttons. Could this be room for a potential screen? Could this be the new Nintendo Switch Pro in a more portable format? I doubt it. In addition to the Super NES look, it'll also remind nostalgic gamers of the Nintendo 64 with the addition on the top back of the gamepad. Check it out online, do a little Google research, and search for new Nintendo Control Patent, and see it for yourself. Like I said, there's not really a whole lot to say about it, but I thought it would be a good intro and a good way to tie it into my list of my five most favorite game controllers ever. Starting with number five, the Atari 2600 Joystick, the OG Simple arcade concepts of a stick in a button works right into play with the adage of gaming. Easy to learn, difficult to master. The controller was held differently by pretty much everyone who played it, I'm pretty sure. But responsive enough to land Pitfall Harry on an alligator's head without falling into the water or being swallowed when he opened his mouth. The action button, the orange action button, could also take quite a beating. Number four, the Game Boy. Why didn't I go with the Nintendo Entertainment System controller? Well, the Game Boy, this controller was built into an all-in-one machine. The power of the sun in the palm of your hand, Dr. Otto Octavius. I had an original Game Boy, and to this day am convinced if you built a fortress out of Game Boys instead of bricks, It would be impenetrable. If you fired an OG Game Boy into the sun, it would split the sun into two. The screen on my Game Boy eventually broke after many years, but the controller worked as good as it did when I opened it up on one awesome Christmas morning. Easy to hold, easy to use, very responsive. Number four, Game Boy. Number three on the list, the PlayStation 2 controller. Dual shock analog. 
hey, not only did this have elements of the Nintendo Entertainment System controller with the four buttons and also the direction pad, but it combined it with the joystick concepts of the Atari. L and R, L1, R1, L2, R2 carried over from the PlayStation 1 models. So you had double the amounts of of shoulder buttons available from the Super Nintendo. It was pretty awesome. At this point, I still pretty much only use the analog controllers if the game required it of me. I was pretty old school and very much in the D-pad camp and definitely was not straying away from that up button, left button, right button, and down button. The controller rumbled, which is pretty cool. It was nice to hold. It was durable enough to vent some frustration with, but costly enough to make you think twice about it. Goosefraba. Number two on the list, the Xbox 360 controller. The first midnight release of a console I ever purchased. Pretty exciting. The first controller that made me actually use the analog by swapping the place of the direction pad with the analog. It was similar in the original Xbox controller with the Duke, but the Xbox 360 placed buttons in places where thumbs could actually reach during gameplay, and it made much more sense. Shoulder and trigger buttons right where they should be. The controller fit perfectly in your hands and doesn't feel like it's going to give you arthritis after playing a game for about a half an hour. Plus, it looked awesome. And now for the moment you've all been waiting for. What does Brandon Peterson think the greatest controller is? What's his favorite of all time? I actually mentioned it earlier. The Super Nintendo. Minimal, yet advanced. New, yet familiar. Sound practice, but revolutionary. Super Nintendo was the gateway controller, taking people from the old school to the modern age. The basic concept of a Nintendo Entertainment System controller, but rounded. Not with the sharp cornered edges that are forcing their way into your joints, separating your metacarpals and your phalanges. In addition to the direction pad, start and select, A, B, X, and Y were also added. The X and Y were added to the A and B, I should say. It looks complicating at first. There's a lot of buttons on a controller, but was incorporated into games wonderfully. This really allowed for games to be similar to the newer and advanced games found in the arcades. It also incorporated the L and R shoulder buttons. Perfect in Mario Kart for hopping around those tight corners. Many say the Super Nintendo Entertainment System was the greatest console of its time ever. And it makes sense for it to contain the best controller ever. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review if you like what you heard. For other content, you can follow me on Twitter at Code Peterson.